0: Happy New Year everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Occasionalists. Matt Pagel here once again with Adam Chemaluski. Chema, how are you, my man?
1: Doing great, dude. Told you before, like I got some new furniture and I'm at that age where that kind of shit really gets me excited. So dude, I'm in a great mood tonight, ready to get ready to get into a new episode, our first new episode of the new year.
0: Yep, I'm ready for it too. And as you as you pointed out there, shit like furniture, getting like a discount on stuff um uh, you know, just like a relaxing chair. Those are like the things that really excite me now in my late oh 30s. Yes.
1: Yes, 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 dude. Believe me, I am in that boat. Like that thing was my new desk was like sitting outside. It wasn't supposed to come until Monday. And like, man, I just I'm really excited just Dude, just like I said, love aesthetics, love new furniture. I'm in a fucking great mood, man. Let's do this.
0: Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so we are kicking off, as Chema said, we're kicking off the new year, our first episode of the new year. Um, we are entering, as as we covered in our uh, look ahead episode, we are jumping headlong into January unknown. Um, this is the month where we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and <coughs> excuse me, we're gonna go ahead and sort of combine the real world with. Uh, real world experience with uh, what we're doing here on the podcast. So, um, you know, without further ado, Chema, why don't you uh, why don't you guide us through this?
1: All right. So, the January unknown challenge. This episode, I'm all about it. I love kind of getting out and doing new stuff, and then talking about it. You know, it's great to talk about these things with somebody other than Jess, which is great. And believe me, her opinion is totally welcome on the subject too. So what we're doing here i'm going to before we get into the overall challenge i got a little bit of a lightning round question for you and uh, in your own words like why do you think it's important for people to like go out and try new things
0: i'll i'll answer this with a rhetorical question how else can you learn anything and how else can the world progress dude that's you got
1: that right man that's very rhetorical and 100% on point in everything my own words I just going to put this simply it's like because I fucking like doing it and stuff I don't want to like be viewed ever by anybody as like one of those sheltered people And like I know that I'm not the most cultured dude in the world Nowhere near Anthony Bourdain Anthony Bourdain caliber in terms of culture But like I just want to get out and do stuff and you know broaden my horizons a little bit and everything Which is what this particular episode is all about So the challenge itself Um it's broken down into some categories but i'm going to go through the rules and the rules are you know each category selection has to be something you have not done before number two is at least one selection has to have a connection or have originated to a non-english speaking country and number three is you must answer the questions that i have for each category and the uh, the categories are you watch a movie you've never seen before, listen to a band you've never seen before, eat at a restaurant or try a food you've never tried before, go to a place you've never been before. Um, And then we have like a wild card, which is you could basically do whatever you want to as long as you've never done it before. And the questions that go along with each category is just a simple, why did you choose the selection from the category? What are three positives you had from your experience? were there any negatives and like a movie quote that best describes the experience that you had. So without further ado, we're going to kick it off and I just felt we could go right on uh, down the line. So why don't you start off with the, uh, the movie that you've never seen before?
0: All right. Well, I, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I was kind of kicking around some ideas here and I actually opted for a short movie. Um, okay. One that I, one that I left off when we did a short film festival, it was like sort of in consideration and I decided to not go with it, so I ended up not watching it. So I wanted to go back and revisit it. And it's a short film from Spain called "Your Last Day on Earth." So it's actually it's all in Spanish, um, obviously subtitled in English. Um, "Your Last Day on Earth" is about a man who travels back in time to the moments before a terrorist attack kills his wife. And against the rules of this time travel uh, um, contingency, that that uh, they call there that calls himself the time hacktivists against their rules he's gonna to attempt to save her from the explosions um, that, that wipe out uh, a lot of people in this terrorist attack in the terrorist attack excuse me um, however it turns out that this is an elaborate scam to prey on the longing and desperate nature of the families of the of the, of the bombing victims um, and it's despite the way I've just described this this is a comedy um, it's it's very ridiculous like the the people traveling back in time, Have to wear these, um, have to wear these uh, fox masks. These like kind of like almost, almost mascot like fox masks. So, you know, supposedly the you know the people, the people in the past can't distinguish them from like regular people for whatever reason. Um, But to, in order to sort of stake each other out and see each other, see the other time travelers, you have to wear these like fox masks, um, these kind of like tacky uniforms. Um, So anyway. In the course of the scam, uh, and I'll, I'll get to this in a second. Um, in the course of the scam, he encounters a time traveler who looks a little bit different. He's wearing the fox mask, but it's it's not like a red fox, like a white, like a total white fox mask. Um, and he's mm-hmm. this, this fox is kind of following him around and watching him. And once this guy, um, this once this guy's plan fails to save his wife, um, from the you know from the bombing, he realizes that it's you know he realizes that this is in fact not really happening. Um, it turns out that everyone there, everyone at this park that got bombed, is an actor. Um, there really is no time travel. They just give these people like horse sedatives and then like drop their you know pay, take their you know take their unconscious bodies into this park, and they have a whole bunch of actors that are playing the parts of the people in the park. And it's actually very specific to the family members of like the hundred people that died. In the, uh, in the terrorist attack. So, all the people that are there, that are time traveling there, are family members of the people who died in the attack, who can't let go. And, however, during the course of this, when this guy tries to break the rules, he gets shot by one of the time hacktivists and he's dying. And the man in the white wolf mask comes up to him and says, and he, uh, you know, he's watching him. He, he tells him, I've been watching you the entire time, I've been watching what you're doing. And he's, he's just like, he's like, I just, he just says, um, he says, I knew it would fail, and it was a bad plan. And the guy asks him, why? How did you know this? And he says, well, I'm your son from the future. I came back to see your last day on Earth. Um, so in the course of the scam, there actually, potentially, possibly are time travelers. Um, uh, so, it, you know, I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe he's also a part of a scam. I mean, who the hell knows for sure. But it kind of is very circular. And despite the absurdity of it all, and I'm telling you, it's very absurd. Um, mm-hmm. There are, like, odd, like... There are like uh, this. The budget must have been maybe a couple thousand dollars, and most of it was probably in um, in the permits it took to film. Um, the the costuming and like stuff is actually purposely bad. Um, the idea being that like you know they they say that like when you're wearing the reason why all this shit like is obviously fake and you, people still can't tell it you know tell that it, it's not real is that like you can't see shit in this mask, but it's clearly like a it's clearly analogous to like people who are blinded by tragedy or blinded by pain. Can't, can't make the, you know, they can't make the distinction that something isn't real because they want it to be real. Um, So yeah. So your last day on earth, by the way, that happens all in about 13 minutes. Um, And it's really solid. It's really, it is, it's actually very poignant and very funny. Um, And I, and I just, it was a really, really enjoyable little watch. That's for sure.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. I'm really happy to hear that. That's awesome. Got to watch a short and stuff like that. Something that uh, you didn't get the opportunity to watch before. The plot sounds incredibly intriguing. And the fact that it's only 13 minutes, like, I mean, it would take me longer than 13 minutes, I think, to explain the story to somebody. And it seems like there's a lot going on there and a lot of Mm -hmm. really cool uh, twists and stuff like that. So what are some uh, positives and uh, negatives that you got out of the movie?
0: Well, it was a great movie. Um, that's positive. Uh, it was, it was a great movie. Um, I, I I love the sort of bootstrappy nature of it. Like, it's, you know, it, it's clearly like extremely low budget, even for a short film. Um, mm-hmm. But they kind of use that as like, okay, like it's extremely low budget. How are we going to make that? How are we going to use that as a part of the storytelling aspect of it? Um, and they and they do a really good job of explaining like why these clearly fake bombs, like. They look like there's something out of like um, like a Roadrunner Wile Coyote cartoon, um, gotcha. And it's like it's just like they're they're so fake, but like this guy wants this to be so real, so mm-hmm. he doesn't care that they're fake. Um, so I okay. love that little aspect of the storytelling. And again, just sort of like it's it gives you admiration again for I know we've we've beat this horse to death, but it gives you admiration for the fact that they can tell a coherent story in 13 minutes.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, you should beat that horse. All the time, like I think that that horse needs to be repeatedly beaten and stuff like or beaten on the show because that is like a real art form and stuff. Like as if like the the hour long movie is an art, like the short film is equally as much of an art and stuff like that. And I think we need to tooth that horn as much as we possibly mm-hmm. can. What would be a, a movie quote that you would best use to uh, describe your experience?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna quote I'm gonna quote the movie itself. There's a good line in here. There's actually several good lines. That were pretty. When you, there were several good lines, and when you pair them with the visuals, it's actually really hysterical. But there mm-hmm. was like a really good poignant line here um, uh, from the. I guess we don't really actually get like a, a character name, just the the main character. Um, he's talking to his talking to his son, um, the one who who visits him um, from the future, um, but it, in in a past monologue, basically. Um, one day, mom left Earth, but she got trapped in a strange planet where time and space don't exist—a planet called the Past. And it's a very, it, 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 this I got, I really kind of pulled this from the second time I watched it. It's about the, it's about, like this guy can't even. It's just as much for him as it is for his son, creating this sort of elaborate lie that mm-hmm. mom's not dead. She's just someplace else, like in the same way that we would tell a child, um, you know, your, your dog didn't die, you know, scrappy didn't die. He's off in a farm someplace in, in Virginia. Um, you know, he's having a good time and it's sort of, so that like, that line is just, it's as much of a lie for his young son as it is for himself. That, Mm -hmm. that, that at some point in time, you know, maybe it'll be possible one day to go back and see her because it's, she's just trapped. She's not gone.
1: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, dude. No, that's very nice, man, for sure. I like it. I got to I got to end up checking this stuff out. What is the what is the title of it again? I'm going to make a note of it.
0: Your Last Day on Earth. Last Day on Earth. Awesome. That Your Last great. Day on Earth.
1: Yeah, yeah, you bet, yeah. dude. For sure. Cool. Yeah, I've been making some notes and um these notes have resulted in a really great uh, new band with that <sighs> mirror vanity baths you know mirror and vanity set makeup I've vanity set. T- makeup, makeup that's
0: right yeah makeup because um, i'll give you a little pointer the mirror is the vanity right
1: that is right <laughs> that is true and there's i googled mirror and vanity set and turns out yeah i did not get a band that's right <laughs> so <laughs> that's right all right dude so for mine, um, this one you may have actually seen uh, as well. I was one of the newer movies that came out over the holidays. I didn't get the opportunity to check it out till recently. And uh, I saw The Matrix, the new Matrix movie. And um, I got to tell you, dude, I'm, I, there's parts of it that I enjoyed, and there are parts of it that I know I'm going to have to watch this movie like two or three times to like completely comprehend and everything like that. Um, I do got to say I really enjoyed the cast. I thought they did a really great job with the cast, and there's some some other things I might as well just roll into my positives and stuff. So number one, like I, I loved the cast. The guy who played the Modal Morpheus is one of my newer favorite actors, and unfortunately, I would b- butcher the absolute hell out of his name. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. It's
0: really easy, Chema. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're just yelling out loud, Abdul Mateen. Mm-hmm.
1: Yahya Abdul Mateen. Yes, yeah, so he was great. I loved him as Mortal Morpheus, um, Modal Morpheus, and everything. Um, the, you know, I got to say, I like Jonathan Groff at times. I actually liked NPH at times. It was great to see Keanu in that role again and everything. Um, I actually, as far as another positive, I liked the kind of unique, almost like Wes Craven's New Nightmare way that they approach the movie where like the matrix is the game and like there's everybody in the room and he's doing, there's like the montage where it's like, Hey, you know, gun time and everything and or whatever that was. Um, I really enjoyed that part of it dude like there were some really cool kind of throwbacks to the other movies and everything and they I thought they did it in this way that just took me by surprise like I had not expected that. And like I also thought that like, you know, some of the action scenes and stuff like that were, uh, were pretty cool as well and it was good to have, you know, I guess good to see that this movie finally came out and it was good for me to get the opportunity to see it. Uh, If there were any negatives a lot of it is just in the fact that like, there are some things that I think just went entirely over my head. Um, And there were just like some things, I guess maybe references to the other movies um, that I just like, I guess I had not seen them in a while. And there were some things in there that were, I thought were like a little bit hard to follow. Like just, I did not really understand some of this modal stuff and everything. So for the one, one time watching it, I know that, my understanding of the movie will get better as uh, I watch it again. So that would be my, I guess that would be my main negative on it. And um, the quote that I want to use is actually from the movie itself is from modal Morpheus and says that, or Yahya Abdul Mateen it says nothing uh, comforts anxiety, like a little nostalgia. And for some reason, I think that that is just a perfect summary of the movie. Like, you, I got to see have some Matrix nostalgia in there, which was really, really great. And I got to see some really cool new things. But I, I don't think that'll it ever compare to the first one for me. And um, I, I just am looking forward to watching it again so I can get a better understanding of it. I guess. So the Matrix, the new Matrix movie,
0: is my movie that I watched. Gotcha, gotcha. I haven't seen it, so I don't have really have anything to add. Gotcha.
1: Okay, gotcha. Well, let me know your thoughts on it whenever uh, whenever you see uh, it.
0: For sure, it'll soon enough. Yeah, soon enough. Definitely.
1: It was one of those ones. Like I tried watching it on the plane, and it just didn't happen. So I got, I just got pushed back, and I finally managed to check it out. And I, I hope you enjoyed. You'll maybe have some of the same kind of thoughts and everything that I had on it. So okay. Mm-hmm. So the next, uh, the next category is uh, a band. Which band had you listened to that you had not listened to before?
0: Well. I, I would like to say this is where some of the things for me get flat with this. Because okay. in the course of a day I probably listen to eight or nine bands that I've never listened to before. It's gotcha. Spotify. Um it just does that for me. Um yeah. it, it so I'm not so I did sort of take a deeper dive into a rapper called Token. Um okay. I can't remember his David, I think his real name is like David Goldberg, He's a guy out of Boston, young guy out of Boston. Um I forgot which song, I think the song that kind of pulled me in was a uh, 30, it was called 30 people. So mm-hmm. I, that one pulled me in and, and I kind of just dug a little bit deeper into it. And it's a, it's a good bop. Like it's something good to bop to good gym music. Um, yeah. Feels like a diet Mac Miller. Um, you know, not, not just cause he's like a white boy rapper, um, but he just tonal, like the music sounds similar, tonally sounds similar. His flows kind of his flow is very similar it's just it's Diet Mac Miller. He's not quite as deep or as profoundly sad as Mac Miller. Is sort of where I put him, but definitely something good to uh, to throw on in the gym when you're working out.
1: Gotcha. Very, very nice. Um, were, were there any like you know positive negatives that you get out of it? Any like, particular any negatives?
0: Not really. Not I don't really. like again. I don't. This isn't like as experiential as you might think for me. So oh, okay. no, not really.
1: No, I, I gotcha. I gotcha.
0: What would be a uh,
1: movie quote that you would use to uh, describe? I have it? no
0: idea. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> no clue. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Okay, no problem. For me, the band that I listened to. This was also my non-English speaking. Um, you know, part of this challenge that I did, and I actually listened to some early BTS. Okay, I like never. I have never like gone out of my way to listen to it. I don't I have don't I've never heard a song, dude, never in my life. Like and I've been interested to check this out because they are extremely popular out here and they're doing like a residency at the forum and everything. It's all sold out. I mean, it happened already, but it's everything
0: popular everywhere.
1: They yeah, are the I most can't... popular
0: band in the world. I cannot get over how popular
1: this group is and stuff like that. So, you know, I know what I'm walking into, like, in terms of like the style of music and everything. And um, I just kind of wanted to experience this. So I know like exactly what what I'm listening to. And the 2000 I went with their 2013 album too cool for school. um, And BTS is from South Korea and like, you know, for K-pop and everything like I'm not going to say that, like, this is like the greatest thing ever, but I can, kind of understand like you know in terms of like how i'm starting to see like maybe like why they are as popular as they are and stuff and it's not something that i'm going to be um you know taking a deep deep dive into at any point in time but like now i have consciously made an effort to listen to bts and i'm not going to lie i can't think of a movie quote either that would totally summarize this experience but um I guess I have done it and now it's over with. So that would be my um that would be my band and non-speaking, non-English speaking part of the um of the
0: challenge and stuff. So Yeah, it's just okay. they're just five what or no, seven? Seven. Seven. There's a lot. Yeah. Seven good-looking Korean guys who can sing and dance. I mean, they're just they're just in sync in Korea.
1: Yeah, you're right, exactly. And like I guess um I could be wrong on this, but it's been a while since the boy band phenomenon has like really been the thing. So,
0: well, it, it's um, not here anymore. But it, it, it's that's sort of the both the boy and girl band thing is, is picked up in Korea. Okay, um, between BTS, um, but there's another one that has like a has like a number in their name um, between Blackpink. Um, there's there's a bunch of them. That's where it's picked up. Okay.
1: Yeah. I got to tell you, like, I, um, I'm glad that it's not really like a big thing in here in America anymore. And if, if the boy band thing is going to be a popular thing, I guess I'm happy that it's coming from another country and something that we don't have to say we personally export.
0: So, (laughs) all right. right. So,
1: yeah. So the next part of the challenge is, um, eating at a restaurant or trying a food that you've never tried before.
0: Yeah, I went to uh, a restaurant over in Hudson and had. Um, I'm not giving them any any dap um, unless they feel like paying us or something. Um, <laughs> I had one of the best chicken sandwiches I've ever had. Crispy chicken sandwich, okay. Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. I really love. I really love, and it, you know, it's a nice enough place that we're not talking like, it's not like it's not fancy at all necessarily. It, it's like a an upscale kind of burger place. This is essentially what this place is. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, I really like, I I know, I know we talked about it a couple years ago when we were doing the chicken sandwich stuff, when we were trying to track down, um, the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I love trying the upscaled versions of fast food. Like that's like amongst my favorite things. So like when, when the chicken sandwich wars were kind of like really going on, um, that's like, that was one of the things, like if I went someplace that, you know, was more, of um, like a more casual eatery, I was like, I want to try their chicken sandwich. I have to see like yeah. it's it's got to be better. And this one was fantastic, perfect crispiness. Um, it it wasn't just like coated. It wasn't just like coated in spices. You got to put on like their um their like special recipe spicy mayo, so you can kind of control the amount of spice that you want on it. But it mm-hmm. had that perfect crunch. Pickles were great. It the brioche bun. It was fantastic. It was like a. It was the um, you know the Popeyes the Popeyes chicken sandwich on steroids.
1: Oh, very very nice, dude. Do you have any idea where this whole like pickles on chicken sandwich thing? Like, I had never heard of this. Oh, dude, that's old. Until... School. That's
0: old Southern shit.
1: Is this really? That,
0: like, I remember I remember going to year, and I'm talking like in the '90s, probably early '90s, um, when we were like driving down a vacation in Florida, going to a Chick fil A on the way down, and they they put pickles on their sandwiches. So, like, this is an old-school Southern thing.
1: Okay, I gotcha. Because my experience in the South, number one, is very limited. And I have I have only been to maybe a handful of restaurants um, just in general and then an even smaller handful that would do fried chicken sandwiches. They usually would do barbecue places down in, like, Kentucky and Georgia and Tennessee and stuff. And, like, I when I heard about this pickles thing, this whole thing, just I've never even heard of it before, but I got to tell you, I absolutely fucking love it. I never thought that like that I would ever be back on like the pickle bandwagon because I was kind of off of it for a while. Just when I was younger, I didn't really eat them. And, um, now that, I have like a really good food that I can kind of pair them with, with fried chicken. I absolutely love it. It's like one of the only times that I actually eat pickles, but I like if there's fried chicken involved, I almost feel that like they have to
0: be there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really a pickle fan. Exactly. I, I don't, I don't mind them, but like, I'm not one of those people who's going to like, just eat like a, a pickle spear. That comes not a with chance. something. Like I'm not going to, uh, no. Um, yeah. But you know, like I, but like, it's like the necessary sort of, It's the necessary. I don't know if it's the brine on the pickle or whatever, but it seems Mm -hmm. to offset in a good way, or maybe it enhances. I don't know, um, the flavor of the uh, you know whatever the inherent flavor is on the sandwich. It feels like it sort of enhances it.
1: I got you, dude. I understand what you're saying, man. And that's I'm in the same bandwagon as you. I can't eat a pickle spear. I will like no that kind of disgusts me. But like I am becoming more open to them being on certain things, because if it's not just like the like pickle, like certain pickled vegetables really do like bring out some really great flavors in food. Mm -hmm. Like there's um, out here and like like just in general, I mean, I had it in Cleveland, too, but like a banh mi sandwiches use pickled vegetables and stuff it is a completely different sandwich like without the pickled vegetables. I've tried it both ways and like having pickled like onions or some pickled carrots or something on it. It's like, it's a, a like a religious dining experience in terms of like sandwiches and stuff. So I'm, I'm all for my horizons, brightening, broadening, but I will never, I don't ever foresee myself just like, Oh my God, here's this juicy, delicious pickle spear. It's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> I, I would, I'm just, I would just assume, you know, cucumber, um, I don't I mean, I don't right. know, like, it, you're, you're right, like, there's this sort of, um, I, like, a lot of, I know a lot of Americans think that that's, like, what a pickle is, is a mm-hmm. cucumber. Like, or, right. you know, like, that's a pickle. Well, like, pickling is the process. You can pickle anything. You can, I mean, quite literally, you can almost pickle anything. Um, and, in, like, in other countries, it's, like, a huge deal to have, like, all sorts of pickled vegetables and stuff. And, right. it, I, I know in Asia, especially, like, it's a huge deal to have various pickled ve- vegetables and the pickling process is different different sort of brines different whatever like it there mm-hmm. is i i want to say it was a, an episode of um i want to say it was on an episode of bourdain where he was uh, in Singapore no it couldn't have been singapore it must have been like thailand no it was singapore um and there was like a whole like there was a whole market that just had like pickled various pickled Vegetables, pickled meats, pickle everything. Everything was pickled. And it looked fucking yeah. delicious.
1: Yeah, dude, I saw a similar thing with Andrew Zimmer and he was in Russia and it was like a, a majority pickled market. Everything looked goddamn delicious, dude. I was like, wow, this is some this is pickling at its finest. And uh, I'm 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 opening my doors to more pickled products and stuff like that. I'm just I'm slowly getting there, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean it just it just makes sense in our country we don't have to preserve food. For as right. long as other countries have to,
1: no, ex- that's exactly right. And believe me, people in our country—they'll even if we are preserving, food, they'll just throw it away once uh, they have one mm-hmm. snack of it or whatever. So. The- <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay. That's great.
0: What was your movie quote? For- Chema, there's no movie quote for a chicken sandwich. Okay. Gotcha. I had, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. That was the, I only had one movie quote. So, Okay. All right. No
1: problem. All right. So for me, um, I went uh, to our neighborhood Chinese place that uh, Jess and I go to. It's in El Segundo. It's absolutely fantastic. This place does these really just delicious twists on A lot of like, you know, like kind of like mall style Chinese food and everything. And they have a couple of like more authentic dishes on the menu and everything. But I mean, you could get like sweet and sour chicken and General Sows and all that here that are prepared a little bit differently. And I absolutely love it. Like there's some kind of they use like a different kind of, I don't know, batter to like fry this stuff in. And like, it's just it's fantastic. I've never had General Sows or like chicken, like the way that this place makes it. But I did not have General Tso's or uh, fried chicken for this particular exercise. What I did have was this tofu dish that I've been trying to, you know, try some non-meat kind of dishes out here. Um, It is popular thing to, really, really popular to uh, go no meat every now and then, and uh, you know, I've been ever since we've been out here, I've been kind of dabbling into certain tofu dishes or, you know, plant-based meals and everything. And this was, this tofu dish that I had was a tofu and it was kind of like a spicy yellow sauce, like not as spicy as like your usual Chinese mustard is. It's like a couple degrees below that. And I got to tell you, dude, and there were some, there were noodles and stuff in there as well. Absolutely fantastic. Like, absolutely fantastic. And, like, I know when it comes to tofu, it's pretty flavorless. You know, you're not really getting much there. It's all about, like, what you fry it with or what you saute it with. And this sauce totally, totally, like, did it for me. Like, I was so blown away by this sauce. And, like, this restaurant, I'm telling you, they just, like, keep on surprising me. In so many ways, like whether I said, whether it's just the way they fry the chicken or it's their sauce or their freaking green beans are to die for. But like, I got to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised with this. And um, this is something that I don't know if I'm going to make it my hey, I'm ordering this every single time because Their kung pao beef and their general sows and all that stuff, like I said, are absolutely amazing. But for me trying to step outside of my comfort zone for this episode, I went the tofu route and I did enjoy it. And um, the only, like, I guess, like negative that I would have to say is that. the texture and consistency of tofu, every single time, like, to me, I just, it seems like I'm supposed to be eating something different, but I'm not. It just kind of then turns into, I like, think I'm supposed to have something of substance, but it just kind of turns into this melt-in-your-mouth kind of, like, flanny-type cube, I guess, Um that would be my one thing It's just I keep on forgetting like what the consistency of tofu is like and if I did have to throw a movie quote on there it's from Odell Rovi, Samuel L. Jackson's character and Jackie Brown when he says that's some good eating man because man that is some good eating I was very very happy with that
0: I've still never had tofu and despite your glowing review it's something that's probably going to be off my radar <laughs> for the rest of my life I, I just it doesn't Kind of for the way you described it, it just never sounds like it's going to be satisfying. When I could have other things that are satisfying. I
1: completely understand, dude. Like, this is something that for me, like, people in general, like, it's just something that comes up in conversation. And I never had had tofu until I moved out here. So every now and then, I might dabbled into something like that just to kind of, you know it's just so I have something to contribute to the conversation and so it kind of broadens my horizons a little bit because like everybody I've met out here has had some form or multiple forms of non meat foods and I've heard some very very glowing reviews from things I've heard some not so very glowing reviews with things but um, I kind of opted with this one it was like an easier one we were already going to the Chinese restaurant so I'm like all right you need to get something and I went with this I never had it before and I like it. Believe me, their general sows in this place is banging enough for me to like, never order anything but that ever again. And like, I order that like 10 times out of 10. So like the only way I'm going to end up doing something like this is if I have to do another kind of like, Hey, try something you've never had before type situation. But believe me, dude, for the one time, absolutely bagging. i did love it
0: gotcha gotcha you gotta you know this is gonna be one of those to be continued things try cooking it on your you know making it on your own to see what happens
1: yeah so okay i'm glad you brought that up i've never done tofu on my own i did buy a plant-based meat from the store that like comes in like the the pack of meat you know this vacuum sealed and oh everything. that's not the
0: same thing at all <laughs> by the way not even no, close.
1: no no not even close so like but in terms of like non meat options this is the only experience i have with cooking it from home this was so weird to me like in terms just di- the difference between cooking it and stuff like i i had thought i messed this whole thing up somehow turns out i didn't and I, I mean it tasted okay but like it's not anywhere to what you're getting in a restaurant and stuff like the the meat substitute stuff in the grocery store like, I don't think I'm ever going to buy one of those again. I would just rather have somebody who knows what they're doing prepared for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, um, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's when it comes to like outside of like a, like sort of general veggie stir fry or something like that, when it comes to like, you know, or like even like a, like a baked, baked cauliflower or something like that, or cauliflower mash, like when it comes mm-hmm. to like cooking vegetables. Cooking uh, meat substitutes like I, I don't know what did like I don't I don't know how to necessarily do it like do you even yeah. to do it <laughs> I, mean, you, I don't what's yeah. stopping you from eating like vegetable meat raw
1: that's a very very good question actually and that is really good because I'm not gonna lie like the cooking process it smells terrible. It really looked like when you're cooking it, it just something about it just does not look right. That's why I thought I messed it up all these times. And um, I was just I really just was not a fan. And like you go to the I went to the store out here and like they had so many the same brand. I can't even remember what the brand was, but um, they had so many different like you know sausages or sausage flavored or you know like what's supposed to be like a meat patty in the shape and everything they even had like you know like kind of like a bacon stuff and i'm just like no like i'm good i'm really really good i don't want to try that bacon Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely all right dude so for the next category it's going somewhere that you've never been before
0: yeah this is where chubby you need to include a call to action with this okay because I stopped at a new gas station, um, okay, they to. had booze on hand that other gas stations didn't have. Um, the only reason why <laughs> I stopped is I had to piss really bad. Um, yeah. I just knew I wasn't going to make it to where I normally get to. Um, that's why I was there. It was kind of interesting, I guess. It was like actually, it was it was really strange. They had like a very, they had a very like they had like a beer cave, right? Like a, like most like most full service gas stations do at this point. They had a beer cave, not full service, but. Um, yeah. you know, larger pump gas stations or numer- n- numerous pumped gas stations have. But, like, they had way more seltzers than I've ever seen at any, like, one particular place. Um, that's it. Okay. <laughs> so, like, when you say go to a place you've never been before and then what?
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right,
1: no problem making a note of that for, uh, for future outlines and everything. Yeah, I gotta tell you. So, the beer cave is... Not really a existent thing out here. There's not a lot of gas stations that do the beer cave. And that's why when I went back to Ohio, I swear, any gas station that I went into, I went into the beer cave. And um, one thing about these beer caves that I noticed is sheets... Has got a really really good one. There's this sheets by Jason Wood on Steels Corners Road that has a phenomenal beer cave. Okay, they have done a really really good job of like bringing in like saucy brewing and stuff down there. Like they Mm -hmm. they carry a lot of beers that like I had not seen in other gas stations and everything. And then like when I go to um, there's a couple of like actual stores like you know brick and mortar convenience stores in Cleveland that have like a beer cave. And there's this one on West Fourteenth that is to die for. It's just Tremont Foods and their variety there is like one of the best varieties I've ever seen, like in terms of microbrews, in terms of seltzers, like they have so goddamn much of it in so many different varieties of like all the Ohio stuff, other states too. It's hands down. Like that would be a place. Like wherever, whenever I go to Cleveland, I always make sure to stop there just to buy beer because they have a phenomenal, phenomenal selection of it and stuff. So I will say that I do miss the uh, the beer cave and in, in that kind of luxury out here because gas stations and a lot of places don't really have a good alcohol selection out here in terms of um, a lot of variety and everything. Like if somebody had a lot of
0: Yeah, are they allowed to sell certain amounts out of gas stations in California? Okay, so I think
1: that um, they have
0: like the ability
1: to sell as much as they want, but I think they're kind of limited in terms of brands. So, like, take for example, we have a um, an Arco by us, which is like like a True North or something like that. They have a pretty good selection of stuff, but the brands are fairly limited. So, I mean, you could go in and get like four different IPAs, but it's just one particular brand, it's the Golden mm. Road. And then, like, you could get Stone, you could get like you know Heineken and Corona's and stuff, like Budweiser's, like you know, basically the stuff you'd see everywhere else, but they don't have any like any like. Non super popular micro brew stuff. Like I know Saucy, like Saucy, like pretty popular in Cleveland and stuff, but like Saucy, I don't think is as popular as Platform. It's definitely not as po- popular as Rheingaust. I mean, Rheingaust, I cannot believe how much Rheingeist was all over Northeast Ohio. Like Rheingaust is just blown up in popularity. Um, so. In in like LA gas stations, you're not going to find anything that's even on the saucy level. You know, like the bare minimum is like the Golden Road, which is really, really popular out here. So that has to do with like a lot of distribution and stuff. Like there are places out here that maybe just started canning during the pandemic. So we don't have like a a huge, huge variety that you could just buy everywhere.
0: Mm. I wonder if it's because you don't have a bunch of sloppy fat trunks that, you know, that, that need to I, drive their trucks to a gas station to get alcohol like you do here in Ohio.
1: Dude, you know something, man? I would I would say that that's part of it because there is – bar culture and alcohol culture out here is really, really different than it is in Ohio. And I guess this must come from the whole like when you always have something to do kind of city or whatever. You don't need to just lay around and get loaded or – but there – I just I just noticed that, like, yes, people, like, do drink and stuff out here, but, like, we don't have, like, two friends that just love to get floored. You know what I'm saying? Like, out of all of, like, the people that we've met out here, there's not one group of friends that we have that's just like, all right, let's go out and get bomb loaded. And, like, that's what we would do three nights a week in Cleveland. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't—, I, that's, I don't...
0: That's, that's kind of—that's interesting. I I, I like, for—I know for a while in Pennsylvania, you couldn't sell alcohol at a gas station. Um, like until recently, you couldn't sell right. alcohol at a gas station, which seems like the entire state of Pennsylvania, especially Western PA, um, specifically the Pittsburgh area. How could you not have fucking beer at a gas station in Pittsburgh? Um, but yeah, like that's just that's it's kind of strange to me that um, that well, it's strange to me on, on two counts here. One that the state like Pennsylvania didn't apparently didn't want to make money. Um, right. Two <laughs> that like it still hasn't. Still hasn't seem, seemingly caught on quite the same way it has in California as, as in Ohio, and two that there would be a fucking random gas station and it's it's in um. I guess it's I guess it's technically Northfield Center, um yeah, um that there's a random gas station that had like twelve varieties of seltzers, but like, not that many varieties of beer to go along with it. It's really strange.
1: Yeah, now that is really really weird. Yeah, the the seltzer thing out here there are places that load up with them. Like, I mean, you but it's nowhere near as much beer as they had there. Like even like our two grocery stores that we go to, there's a pretty decent selection of seltzers, but that's a very small sliver in like their cooler of alcohol that they have. So for Northfield center to be weighing heavy on the seltzer, that, that's just, there, there's a lot to unpack there, man. I gotta say, like, is, it makes me wonder if those like, those hard-nosed, uh, you know, Ohio people in Northfield Center are now leaning, you know, they're leaning towards the seltzers and stuff. Like, all the, the hard asses in Northeast Ohio really like their seltzers.
0: Yeah, they're not hard asses. We all we know that. <laughs> They think they are, with yeah. all the affliction
1: and everything, and tap out that is purchased in that section of the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I got you, dude. Okay, well, very interesting guess. I will make a thing with the call to action for the, uh, for a future outline and stuff like that. And so, my, um... My little place that I have never been before was done, like, you know, just entirely on, like, a fluke and everything. Like, Jess and I, we were bored over the – this was post – we kind of did, like, our beachy weekend-type things. And um, on Saturday, I did my reproposal to her, um, which was on the beach that was by our house. And then um, the beach that I had never been to before was we were doing some scouting for places in Malibu and we're going back up to Malibu on Saturday to uh, look at a restaurant. And this beach that we checked out, <laughs> it's just not going to work for our wedding, but my God, is it a cool beach? It's called El Matador beach. This is um, you have to like walk down a flight of stairs to get to it. And like the way that if there's low tide, there's like rocks and love rock formations you can kind of walk under and like, some, I guess, you know, what would be the start of caves, you know, like or if, it could end up being a fully fledged cave in like, you know, a couple million years or whatever. All these like really kind of cool areas and stuff um, in the beach. We're not going to be able to uh, do our wedding there, but uh, just because of actually getting to this beach is just going to be a nightmare for my mom and my my grandmother and stuff. It's just a lot of walking. But um, in terms of the positives, it is one of the most unique beaches in Southern California. Like when you get to like Orange County and stuff, there's a couple more beaches that have this similar thing with um, when, when it is low tide, you could kind of walk underneath rocks and stuff. Um, I actually like that it's a very, very small beach in comparison to most beaches like there's beaches out here that go for miles. These are the ones that usually get the uh, Orange County trucks and flags and all that stuff that kind of go to them a lot of RVs and stuff in the larger beaches. This one was very, very small a lot completely different vibe, like way more of a chill vibe, like not even people going in the water. So I mean, it's cold as shit out there, but like, this is, you know, just a lot of people just kind of just hanging out in their little cave area and stuff. Um, the negative being that we're not going to have our wedding there. And I don't really have a movie quote quote to describe it because I I'm just not going to lie. Like it's just perfect for like what it is. And unfortunately it's not what we're going to be able to use for our wedding.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, I mean, you could just get some golf carts, start start driving people down there. Okay. So
1: glad you brought that up. (laughs) All right. So where you park, there is, um, it's like a cliff type setting. Okay. So like when you're, when you park your car, you get out of it and you take a couple steps and look down onto the beach. The only area that could possibly be used for a golf cart where like the land doesn't just drop straight down is the guy who lives next door's property which is an immaculate beachfront mansion we're talking like this thing has got to be six or seven floors it is huge and like you can't even see it from the road. Like, I don't know how the hell they built this thing in here, but it is hands down like probably one of like five of the coolest beach mansions I've seen since we've been out here. And like that is the only part of the area where we could actually drive people down. Other than that, you have to walk down a um, this metal kind of clanky metal staircase to get mm. to it. And um, with some of my family members, just in terms of size and in terms of age, it may not necessarily be the best beach to do something like yeah, that I got for.
0: You. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I'm sure if you just ask that guy real politely, he'll let you, he'll <laughs> let you drive all over his yard.
1: Oh yeah. I'm going to like go up to his uh, gate call box. Hi uh, dude. I never met. And uh, you know, I was just wondering, can we use your property to drive a golf cart onto the beach and stuff? And like, it's, it's actually like one of these guys, I mean, this guy's got like property, but it's, you know, it's just fucking, it's just property. The the only way we can get down to the beach using a golf cart is on this guy's property. It just sucks.
0: What so. if it was Tiger Woods and he had a whole bunch of golf carts for you? <sighs> if that was the
1: case, then sign me up. I would actually, pay, I would throw some money into, to help Tiger out a little bit. Even though he's got all the money in the I don't world, think he I needs a job. Yeah. I'd still do something nice for him though. Like if he gave us that favor, I'd, I'd definitely do it and i can't remember if he is in malibu or pacific palisades or so the areas are kind of bleeded to one another in terms where, of where was his accident his accident was in pacific palisades that's that's why i say that
0: i think that's i think that's correct because he was leaving home okay so he's gotcha. probably pacific okay. palisades Yeah, like the um, the area of the accident
1: is definitely an area that is ripe for a car accident, (laughs) as most of the Pacific Pacific Coast Highway is. Um, And like, there are just I'm telling you, man, like it's you could drive down one of these fucking streets, and like if you're not like super paying attention, like it could be a difficult drive.
0: Or you're going thirty over the speed limit, (laughs) might like he was that might might cause some issues.
1: Yeah, that's, that's why whenever you drive – like, whenever I drive on the PCH, like, I'm I'm never, like, doing any kind of speeding. And when you get up farther, um, like, into Malibu and stuff, and when you go into Point Magoo into Ventura County, these roads are, like, very, very windy and twisty mm-hmm. and stuff. And there there's definitely some of that in the Pacific Palisades area. But, like, he – you know, going – if you're going as much as 10 miles an hour over, which on a highway is like nothing, but on that road, it's like an obstacle. It's like dangerous. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: definitely. Hold on one second. Hoagie is uh, teeing off really quick. Just <laughs> to silence the uh, silence the little beast there. Okay, all right. So we're in the uh, the last one of the categories here, which is the wild card, which is do anything as long as you've never done it before.
0: Um, yeah, so... I went to the gym on a slightly different route than usual, and it, this is one of those things that i used to I used to do when I would drive home from college. I would find different ways to come like home from b g to get back home. and I always enjoyed doing that. like you would get like as convenient as taking the turnpike is and as fast that it is as it is. um it's actually like a lot more fun sometimes to take some of the you know take like route two and route six um yeah. most of the way back. Um, before, you know, before like I get to Cleveland and then at that point I'm like, all right, let's hop back on the highway here. It's, you know, I, I've, I've seen Cleveland, I've seen enough of Cleveland. I don't need to keep going through it. Um, right. um but it was always interesting. Like it was much more scenic, um, a little bit slower, but you go through some like small towns and stuff and it was just kind of interesting. So I just decided to do that this week going up to the gym, um, mm-hmm. just basically side it all the way up to Streetsboro and it was, it's definitely more relaxing to, to drive on a regular road um you know definitely added about 10 minutes to my commute which is already about like 15 so it was like (laughs) like a half hour to go from twinsburg to streetsboro um but you know it's just like a little bit more relaxing um there's just more things to look at i mean even though it's just like some buildings and other cars and stuff there's just like more Mm -hmm. stuff to look at um i not sure i would ever do this again simply because i don't want to if I if I drove back the same way, it essentially would have been, like, an hour in my car to go from mm-hmm. Twinsburg to Streetsboro, which is fucking stupid. Um, but but doing it, like, I this is just sort of, like, a general call to action to everyone. Like, if you have the opportunity to go someplace you've been before or you go all the time, try going a different way. It really kind of, it sort of puts you in a different mental space as you're going that direction. Whether it's work, uh, going to a friend's house, uh, you know, I don't know, like, you... Go, you go to a golf course frequently, you go a different way. Like I'm telling you, it will change your mindset upon, upon like the, upon your arrival, it'll change your mindset.
1: Dude, I know I'm not exactly positive of the specific route that you took, but I do know of a bunch of, you know, roads and stuff like that, that exist between Twinsburg and
0: Streetsboro. And you, just, I you was go through fortunate- Hudson, basically. Um, at, at one part. Gotcha. Yeah. Like gotcha. it's not, it's not Darrow, but um, it like par you're partially on there.
1: Okay. So like I, in high school was, you know, had a lot of friends that had cars that smoked weed that couldn't smoke weed in their house. So we drove around in their cars and got high all over that part of the town. And in this particular like season, I love driving through that part of town, like just in general, like the Hudson, Streetsboro, all that area. It's like this is what like suburban winters are like supposed to look like to me and everything. And um, I even have driven through like industrial parks that are like kind of buried in little parts that are like in in Streetsboro and stuff that will somehow take you to 14 and like. These were some of my like all-time favorite like smoking routes and stuff. We never had to deal with any cops. Like it, it was just you kind of driving in your car in this like very like you know, kind of midwestern scenic setting. And
0: I'm not gonna lie, man.
1: I, I enjoyed that. And if I had enough time, I would definitely go on one of those smoking routes whenever I'm back in Ohio.
0: <laughs> there you go. there you go. I'm telling you, it's it's like it's one of those like I really where I really get to enjoy it is when I drive up to Buffalo you know, the, you know, I take the, you know, the Turnpike obviously goes all the way through to New York. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, you, you get a much, you get a much different view on that, on that part of the Turnpike than you do, um, than you do, like, when you, when you head west, when you head farther west. And so it was one of those things, like, um, like, the first, like, it was one of those things, like, you get a nice view of the lake, you get a nice view of a lot of stuff as you're going up, as you're going up to Buffalo. And it's one Mm -hmm. of those things now, like, when I do head, um, when i do head west to bg for stuff i'm like you know what i'm going to go ahead and take route 2 for a long for a long part of it because you can see some of the, you can't see some of the lake you get to see some interesting stuff that is lakeside, um, you know, depending on how far along you take it. There's just more interesting stuff to look at than fucking cornfields and pavement.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, man. When, you, when you're talking about that Buffalo Drive, I made that drive a couple times. When you get to, like, I think somewhere around, like, the Erie area, like, that little, like, piece of, you know, the part of Pennsylvania that you drive through. Yeah. And you just look over into the – you could see the lake. It looks clear. It looks beautiful. And it looks like with the – you know, like – a cool like kind of midwestern-y town up on it. You know, you could start to see a little bil- bit of buildings, you get mm-hmm. the the fall foliage and everything. I think that that looks absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No yeah, that's when you get about when you get about like 10 minutes northeast of uh, of Erie is when like you, yeah. it, it kind of starts to kick in.
1: Yeah, I got you, dude. Yeah, I'm telling you. I I love me some driving. I, I am a driving fan. I would rather drive than fly in certain situations, not all, but um, I, I've always enjoyed it. You know, ever since I wasn't able to smoke weed in my dad's house and had to do it in my car, I've just been a fan of driving and scenic routes and all that stuff. I that's would, for sure.
0: I would. I would drive to Florida again as long as I could just like take a rental car and leave it there and fly back. Because I yeah fl- driving driving back from vacation is. Top, unless it's like a you know, unless you went like a state over or something, you know, for like a short for mm-hmm. a short trip, driving back yeah. from vacation is a fucking nightmare. I hate it. Oh, it's
1: it's absolutely awful, dude. It is fucking awful, and, and no matter where you're, basically, no matter even if you're coming from Columbus, it still sucks. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, <laughs> but it,
0: like it's only two hours, you know. Like, like right. in, I, I remember, I remember um, in college years ago when we went on spring break. Driving back from Florida was just like. I don't know. It felt like it took eight days in the car to get back because it's, you know, fun's over and you know, you have to get back to class. Like that's, what's waiting for you when you get back. It just feels like it takes for fucking Mm -hmm. ever.
1: Oh yeah, man. It takes like when I drove back from Florida, when I lived there, I lived um, in North Lauderdale, the Pompano beach area and driving out of Florida. Like I remember once I got out of the state, I was so happy because it just felt like it was never going to (laughs) end.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. do you want to do you want a random a random travel story oh of course so it was at one of the years we went down to spring break we stopped at a um we stopped at a gas station in tennessee that was like i want to i want to say it was pretty much like the kentucky tennessee border and it, it was one of those it was a like gas station um gas station little boat little bodega deal and like a and a not even a motel like the like a microtel like the you know it was a motel with like five rooms basically um it probably you could probably get them hourly if you wanted to um if you're one of those kind of people oh, yeah um oh yeah so we stopped got gas and there you know you, you know you you actually went in and paid like in the um you went in and paid at the office of the of the microtel motel deal and we we go you know so we pump gas go over there. And like there is no one there at all. <laughs> there is there's is no one at like there's no car there are no cars parked anywhere um, at this you know in the parking lot for either the gas station or the section that was closer to the uh, to the motel. Um, the lights were all on in the office and there was like it looked like someone went in there with a baseball bat and ransacked everything. like the office oh, was shit. fucking destroyed. Um, papers wow. were everywhere. There was, like, a, like, a, not, like, a window, but, like, there was sort of, like, a, I mean, it's a window, but, like, it's what, you know, it's one of those, like, um those, like, translucent barrier kind of deals that, like, yeah that was, like, in front of, like, an office that was, like, behind, that was, like, you know, that was farther behind. I, I'm not, I know I'm not describing this particularly well, but, like, that was, like, broken, not, like, shattered, but it was broken. And, mm-hmm. I, like, we're looking around, and, like, we just all look at each other, like, do we stay to find out what happened? or what's going on, or we just fucking leave. It's, like, midnight, intent in a strange state, and whatever's going on here at this fucking office that we're supposed to pay at, like, something happened. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what, but something happened. So, like, we kind of, like, waited for, like, another minute, and we're just like, no, yeah. we're, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, let's yeah. get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, that was the right decision on that, for fucking sure. And, um... Especially when you're in that area of the country and stuff like rural, the Tennessee, Kentucky border and stuff like I, I I don't believe there's any major cities on there on that part of town. And uh, I'm I'm surprised you guys even waited that extra minute. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, there is some like, I guess um human elements like like you know do what happened here like do we should we find out is somebody hurt but at the same time like if that was done to an office that could easily be done to you you know so I wouldn't want any bones broken or anything like that
0: yeah yeah exactly I mean well like we're closer to Clarksville I mean it's like a city um it's not it's not the country Chema, but okay it was still like it was still one of those things like even if it's like something totally benign like an animal got loose or something in the office do we really want to sit here and like wait for this you know whoever is working this desk to deal with the situation and then like deal with us you know what i mean like like at best we're looking at sitting here for like at least a half hour before things Mm -hmm. get settled at best
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jesus, you could be looking at a lot, lot longer than that, too. So, yeah, half an hour, I think, if you'd be lucky to get out of there in that time. And you never know, like, you having to stick around and stuff, like, it could become a fucking thing. You never know what could happen with with that situation. My God, that is actually really fucking, really creepy, and I'm glad you made it out alive. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice, nice. So, my wild card... um, it does involve working out. It wasn't a drive to the gym, but, um, so I have repeatedly talked on the, uh, the podcast before I am all about the Peloton. I really fell for this thing. I didn't think I'd be as much of a fan of it as I am, but I use it four or five days a week doing various workouts. And I had never done what Peloton calls as a Tabata ride. And, um, I I am not entirely positive that the phrase Tabata is a universal in workout, in the, the workout world, or if it's just something they've created for Peloton. But this ride is like a, it's an interval ride. and It's really hard. As they say, it's like one of the most challenging rides that they offer. And I will say that they are 100% right on that. And it is just this interval ride where you're doing the exact same two intervals for 30 to 45 minutes. I I did a 30 minute one. I've seen them go as high as 45 and they're on their workout menu. And like the, um, the workout itself is very, very taxing on you. And like, they do not, they don't let, like let you let up at all. And for Pelotons, like, I got to say this was by far and away, one of the most, like just I had felt like I just got a really, really great workout in, in 30 minutes. It was one of the best 30 minute workouts I've ever had. Also one of the most intense 30 minute workouts I've ever had on this thing. So for fellow Peloton owners out there, if you're ever looking to get your ass kicked, find an alley love Tabata class and man, you will, you will feel it when it's over with.
0: Yeah. It's, um, Tabata is like a, it's a style of like, uh, it's like a hit workout style. Basically you're doing obviously with the Peloton bike involved.
1: Yeah, yeah, I gotta say, my legs are, like, still fried from this thing. Like, I have been like having to like sit down and like take baths and stuff like that just to kind of loosen up my muscles because this thing kicked my ass dude this was like a couple days ago too so really 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 solid workout on the uh, on the peloton and i can't even believe that i'm as much of a peloton guy as i am so <laughs> all right dude so we're getting into the last little bit here and stuff is just our best and worst of out of uh out of all these new experiences which one did you enjoy the most
0: um, well, I mean, obviously it's the movie, um, the, the short film, uh, your last day on earth was, was really excellent. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, again, like I, it, it's, it's one of those things like post short film festival, not that I, like, I just like st- totally stopped watching short films, but like another good reminder that like, if you have 15 minutes to spare and you're looking for something to watch, you know, instead of like, instead of like going to like, well... I don't know, I could watch another episode of The Office again for the 4,000th time.
1: Go fucking watch a short <laughs> film.
0: Like, they're really good.
1: Right. <clears throat> yeah,
0: definitely. Could not trumpet the
1: short films enough, and as somebody who has watched a lot of Office reruns in the last year or so, I could definitely tell you that a short film is an appropriate break from from all that. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Mine, the, the one that I like I know for sure I'm going to watch the matrix again, but I'm not like putting that as my best experience, but I'm trying to like, my best experience is the one and the most likely to do again. And it's for me, it's, it's about a Tabata ride. Like I, this is something I'm going to be doing again on, um, on Sundays or like on maybe a couple of days where I don't feel like going to the gym, doing the uh, Tabata ride is a really great way to like, kind of kick off a workout and stuff. And then I usually like just kind of do some stuff in our home gym, but that is going to be one that, um, as far as a workout goes, it was a great workout in Peloton, one of the best that they offer. And, uh, it's something that I'm going to be doing again for sure. So I love the, love doing the Tabata ride.
0: Excellent. Excellent
1: which is your least enjoyable one
0: I mean I guess by default uh, going to the gas station (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's just going to a gas station even though it did I I actually like it actually is sort of like in my mind now though I'm like you know if I do want to go like try some it it wasn't just seltzers too they also had like um, uh, not that it was a lot of them but they had different of those like you know of the the mixed drinks the canned mixed drinks they had different ones I hadn't seen before either so I mean whatever it's just going to a gas station but it's also kind of like Well, if I do want to try something different, that's like legitimately the first place I'm going to head.
1: Yeah, I got you, dude. I totally got you. And so let me give you one more quick anecdote about the beer thing in L.A. So there is a gas station that's got a really good beer selection. Okay, it's in Pasadena. And this place gets like news coverage. Like there's L.A. like magazines that like write about this gas station because of their selection. That's how like that's what it's like out here. If a place has got a good selection of beer, people are writing about it because it's just that hard to find. So, I um I'm all for it. These kinds of things like you never know, you could just be driving and all of a sudden like, yeah, that place had it. I'm going to go get here. So, it's always good to have another gas station where you can get a good uh, selection of the alcohol and stuff. That it's is for, for sure.
0: Right. The Arroyo Shell in Pasadena? Okay. It could easily be that. I like, like literally just look this up like and it's, and it's like the best gas station has like Pasadena's best craft beer destination.
1: That's it. Yeah. That's got, yeah, that's gotta okay. be it. That's like the only gas station that they talk about from up there. Yeah, okay. You bet. So yeah. if, if you're Googling, so that, that is just a reflection of what the, uh, cause that store would be like nothing in Ohio, you know what I'm saying? But here they write about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. There's, there's one, I remember seeing this, I feel like I saw it on something on Snapchat. There's a there's a um, there's a gas station that has both a brewery and a distillery in it and it has like a wine selection that's like hundreds of bottles. Get out. Like wow. I mean you can go you can go into the brewery and like taste test and stuff. Is it in
1: Ohio by any chance cuz you're describing something that one of my buddies kind of vaguely described to me as like being in southern Ohio.
0: I that I don't know. Like I wish I would have this is one of those things I really should have like made mental note to like to, like where is this place because if it's nearby, that's one of those things that like, yeah, I should probably go do that like if it's in southern Ohio
1: right I got yeah, like
0: one of my buddies um
1: was trumpeting this place like he would because he would go down to Kentucky and he would always talk about this like gas station where he had a crawler and everything I saw saw the crawler, I can't. Re- remember what was written on it but he's like yeah like you take this crawler it's this gas station you you know you walk in get a fill up while you fill up your tank and stuff and i was like this is a great fucking idea i love
0: shit like this i'm i'm looking at one right now and it's definitely not the one i was thinking of it's called it's uh it's the white oak marathon okay. gas station okay. in white oak it's by it's by cincinnati um oh gotcha yeah yeah um that this is not what i was thinking of the one i was thinking of it's like but this, but it is, this actually looks pretty ridiculous. Um, uh, like, I mean, you literally just like pull up to a, a regular looking marathon station. Um, but it's not like Jack, like this place had, it, it was, it was almost like, it looked like it was more in the size order of like a pilot flying J or something like that. Yeah. And then like the brewery and distillery are like, on un- like underground, like you go oh. downstairs and it's like a whole other experience. Th-
1: that's fucking awesome. I'm. I love, I'm a big like micro brew person. I'm not one of these dudes who like goes to classes and stuff, but I just, I appreciate the micro brew. And this is something that I would totally get up on. I love this idea and stuff. This just—it makes me so happy that people are doing this kind of stuff. Like, yes, I want to buy good beer while I get gas. Who I, the hell? Absolutely,
0: wouldn't? absolutely, <laughs>
1: definitely, dude, definitely. So the the experience for me that that I enjoyed the least, it's just because there's a lot of stuff that I missed. This is the the matrix one for me is the one that like I kind of enjoyed the least because there's just some things I did not get. And like, I'm going to have to watch this movie multiple times to get what I feel is the enjoyment out of it and stuff. And there were some twists that I kind of didn't expect. There's some things that I thought worked good that maybe didn't work good or didn't work in certain parts of the movie, but worked well in other parts. And I got to tell you that this one was just out of all the ones that, that I did. This is the one that I, that I enjoyed the least, but I know I'm going to be revisiting because I have to. I have to kind of understand
0: this movie. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm still. I, I was like the last like week or so. I've I've been kind of wavering. I'm like now nah, I should go see this in the theaters. And like the more, not that I, I again I try to pretty much avoid any and all reviews until I see something mm-hmm. if, if at all possible. But sort of yeah. the, you can kind of get the the feel of a movie even just by like review titles. And yeah. like seeing those at work, I'm kind of like, you know, just watch it. Since it's literally at my fingertips for another couple of weeks. Just watch it at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I gotcha. I I will say that um, there have been not this. I haven't read any of the reviews myself. I've seen a couple people make comments about the movie, and there's some of those comments have been like, I'm more on the negative side than the positive yeah. side, and. Like, I feel that some of those comments that they're saying are things that like that I'm that I'm kind of missing. They're like some of these things are like Uber specific Matrix comments and they range all the way from the Uber specific Matrix stuff to just, hey, this movie sucks or, you know, and they all and then into the positive spectrum as well. So I um I. I just need to get a better understanding of it. That's what basically that's what it boils down to. And some of the things that people are saying, I'm trying to like avoid all that. So I can formulate my own opinions without listening to somebody else complain about it.
0: Right, right. Exactly. I, there, the internet discourse on it, it's like, there are people that do you know, did you know that there are people that enjoy the second and third movies? Oh, I, those people I'm like, I don't want to hear your opinion on fucking anything, let alone a fucking Matrix movie, you idiot.
1: So, right, right.
0: that's that's where that's where a lot of the I think there's a huge chunk of people that for whatever fucking reason, they I guess they enjoy big blockish unviewable CGI movies um that destroy <laughs> that destroy the original int- intrigue of the story. Um so, yeah, the fourth one sounds like it wouldn't be their cup of tea because it sounds like at at the very least, it sounds like it's much more in step with the first one.
1: Yeah, I gotcha. I totally understand. I don't want to hear from those fucking people either and stuff. And like, I just, when it comes to the internet, it just kind of sucks that everybody has to have a voice sometimes. And I know like what I'm saying here, but like, man, it really just sucks having to like, listen to other people or even be put in the position where I can see and click on their thoughts.
0: I, I really, I really hate when I get, when like people I know, either people I know personally or just like, um, you know, various, I don't want to call them celebrities, but like, you know, uh, we'll just call them verified people on either Twitter or like Instagram or whatever. I hate when like their movie, op- when I get to hear their movie opinions and it's like, it's like, oh man, watching, watching Hubie Halloween again, like my, my all time favorite <laughs> Halloween movie. And I'm like, oh no, that's your all time <laughs> favorite Halloween movie. And not like, I don't know. Halloween mm-hmm. or right. <laughs> even fucking Hocus Pocus is better. Like I, <laughs> I don't fucking get it. Like th- th- those kind of things. i just like, Ooh, I wish I didn't know that about you.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. And like, I follow like a couple of writers and everything like that on Twitter and stuff. And like, there are some where they will post something that I like wholeheartedly agree with that is tweeted and put out like so eloquently And then all of a sudden we're going going into like Hubie Halloween and like, oh, uh, such and such is such such an underrated movie, even though it sucks, like just insert whichever movie here. And it's like, I really, I'm kind of like okay with all this like retroactive reviewing and stuff. Like I, I don't really like want to, you know, hear how you think this is the greatest movie, but we just missed it somehow. And I get a lot of that contrast online. And like, there are just some people where it's just like, how am I even beginning to agree, how it even questions like why I even follow them when it's all said and done, you know? And then yeah. maybe I oh, start yeah. to look at some, some of their other tweets and I'm just like, really? So that's how you feel about that too.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm telling you, it's mostly, it is mostly in the realm of entertainment. I'm, I like music doesn't bother me because like people can have, like you listen to country music. Fine. Like I don't really fucking care. Like I don't like, but if you mm-hmm. like really objectively bad movies and like, like what's wrong with you? Are you, Right. Like, do you have a head injury? Like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's a good point. And like, in a weird way, I am kind of the same with music. Like I, there are people that I follow that like review stuff and, you know, maybe people that make videos while they, they do reviews and even just regular music publications that are online. And I, like, really don't care. Like, I don't care that Rolling Stone will review a country album and then they'll go review, like, a death metal album. I don't care that, like, uh, some reviewer people have really high praise to things to say about Taylor Swift albums, which I never expected them to say. But I guess with movies it is just one of those things where that is something that really makes me like raise an eyebrow, you know, like yeah. why this movie? Like, why are you trumpeting meet the Spartans? Is there, is there something I'm missing? Like, am I the weirdo for not liking? I, Cause the I think,
0: I think movies much more so than music can be, can, there can be like a more objective agreement on them. Like, whereas I mean, not that like, I mean, a, like a bad song is a bad song. Like we know we can all pick one out. Um, right. That's not necessarily what I mean, but like, there, there might be like there's just musical styles that I just don't care for, so like I I don't pick up any nuance in them like at all. But right. when I watch a movie that has really stunted bizarre dialogue, or the editing's bad, or the lighting is strange, or you know, or it's just bad, you know, it, right? Like I can objectively see that and go like, well, you know, we're we're trying to make this main, the the main characters fall in love, except for they've never they haven't shared a scene until right now. <laughs> So how can they be in love? Mm-hmm. You know, like, right. like I, you yeah, can objectively yeah. see that, right? Everyone else, but apparently people don't. Yeah, that is fucking,
1: that is some weird ass shit to me. And I'm glad, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I do feel the same way. And I don't think I've ever like had the chance to vocalize this before. Like music stuff, like there are people I know that have phenomenal taste in music but they made like one or two stupid bands and i and it's weird like i could look at my buddy chuck and be like oh yeah this guy loves all this stuff but he's a Katy perry fan and it doesn't bother me or like you insert whatever band i wouldn't normally listen to here but uh i gotta tell you like when it comes to movies it really makes you raise an eyebrow about people and stuff it's almost like when you find out they're a trump supporter or something
0: it's pretty it's pretty (laughs) you know what it's on par they're about the same you're a trump supporter and or you like Meet the Spartans and Huey Halloween, you might as well be a fucking... You might as well be an insurrectionist. That's right. Yeah, God. Well, oh, Meet the
1: Spartans is so great. And did I ever tell you about January 6th being an inside job?
0: Yeah, exactly. They're on the same level to me.
1: No, definitely, dude, definitely. So, if there were any... Did you have any runner-ups, any things that you were going to do, but maybe didn't get around to doing anything like that?
0: Um, nothing in particular. I had some ideas, but, like, just didn't have the time to execute them necessarily, so... There wasn't like I didn't have like a plan that I that I that I let you know that I let slip by.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally gotcha. I I had like a couple of like celebrity liquors I was going to try and stuff as for my wild card. Um, I had two of them lined up and like I wanted to try the rocks tequila, which I couldn't buy anywhere around me like in a you reasonable it. drive. It's not all that great. Okay, it, okay,
0: it's like tequila is tequila, and I like. There, I've had some that are good, like legitimately mm-hmm. good, but it's still, you still have to like, you have to really enjoy that taste. And I just don't. So it, it's fighting that battle for me. And it's yeah. not like it's, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't taste. maybe someone, maybe someone who's really into tequila can convince me otherwise. But like, it doesn't taste like it's any different than Patron or whatever else. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I guess yeah. you, you are literally buying it for the name.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know about that. I, um, I, I've like, i I've only seen it in a store once and we were so far away and it was, it was kind of on the expensive side, so I did not have to get it. Um, but it's now having your review there and everything that, um, it's probably something that if I ever have, it might just be in the bar the one time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Delavine just, Cara and Poppy.
0: Delavine. Start it's Delavine. Yeah. Okay. Um, Delavine so, on, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: how you spell that name, isn't it? Isn't that
0: how it's spelled? <laughs> right, but a, no one on the fucking planet has ever said Delavine but you. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um
1: I thought i I heard Fallon pronounce it like that. Um during the one there's this video of her playing Sweet Home Alabama, and I swear that he pronounces it like that. Okay. You know, anyway, he, you know he's the, a
0: comedian, right? Right, right. But that's, like, so that's a clue right there. Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
1: So, um, they came out with a Porsecco, and um, there's only two places in the city that I've found that I've been able to find that has it, and they mm. are nowhere near us. So, like that was that was something that we had kind of had some plans to be in like the West Hollywood area, uh, but they just, you had kind of, we just decided not to go up there. Right. Um, And there's a store up there that sells it. And the other one is even farther outside of, uh, outside of our radius. So I have had this like certain kind of like, thing for some of these like celebrity wines and liquors that have come out we were actually able to try some of Maynard's winery um a couple like actually like last month it wasn't too bad it wasn't like the greatest thing in the world but it Mm. wasn't horrible either so the guy at the um liquor store like said basically that like the Delavine Prosecco was not like it was worth giving it a shot. You know, it wasn't like the greatest thing, but he, he said like, yeah, if you try it, it's, it's all right, but you just didn't have it at a store. So that was one thing I was going to do, but it just could not make the trip to go get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. I've, um, I've heard that I, I still haven't seen it anywhere nearby. Um, Ryan Reynolds, aviation gin. Um, I've heard whatever it's gin. Um, so like mm-hmm. that's generally what I've heard about it. So really, Really, what it seems like, Chama is that Dan Aykroyd is, in fact, the king of celebrity liquors. Uh, he's got to be because the dude at the liquor store pointed his pointed
1: crystal skull vodka specifically and said that like out of out of like five different things that this guy ranted off, which was the rock, um the Porsecco. Danny DeVito's whiskey Metallica had a whiskey. Mm -hmm. He said that like crystal skull, crystal head vodka, crystal skull, but whatever it's called is, um, by far and away, like the best one, like that is like, just
0: seriously is like, it's the problem is even that, like even the smaller, um, 750 milliliter bottle is like $49. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't like it that much, but it
1: is,
0: (laughs) but it is like a better, for sure. It is a better vodka. But I can get, I can get a better vodka for like ten to fifteen dollars cheaper too.
1: Yeah, I got you, dude. I totally got you. And like, I had seen the only time I saw the Ryan Reynolds gin was when I messaged you that photograph. Yeah. And the st- the store that I went to would would be like a Heinen's equivalent in, in Cleveland, like a mm-hmm. little bit more pricey. He's Got different stuff. Yeah. They had it on their bottom shelf, and it was and it was so like if there's any indication as to how stores feel about his gin it's on the bottom shelf even in los angeles they,
0: yeah they had a whole um when when uh in at the giant eagle in um what's it what's it called At like golden blink whatever in northfield there um almost macedonia they oh yeah um, yeah um when they had when they had Terramana, they had like a whole like standee that had like his picture on it um, you know, mm-hmm. it had like some bo- like it had bottles on it in addition to the bottles that they had over in the, their section with tequila. And so I saw it and I'm like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll try it. I'll try the Blanco. And by the next, the next time I was there, to, I mean, it was like a month and a half later. So, um, but the next time I was there, all that was gone. So oh, like, wow. clearly, you know, I mean, obviously people bought it, but clearly no one came back like, you have to get this again. It's so good. <laughs> so like, it just, and I haven't seen it since that was that was, like that, a year, a,
1: that was like a year ago oh that's really interesting i'm gonna like i'm gonna see i'm gonna go to the the same grocery store where the because it's not in the Ralphs that i go to which is mm-hmm. just like our general kroger store but the um the other store the one that's more like heinen's is called bristol farms i'm gonna see if they have it there because that place um that place number one sell like they sell a lot of stuff so if it is not in the store that means a similar thing happened where i'm assuming they had it they didn't have much of it and it's gone and they just never reordered it so i'm because like i'm it's just kind of like it it kind of sucks because like number one we love the rock so much and i just I, i guess like he may be it may just be one of those products that's like really hard to make a really bomb ass tequila that's like sort of affordable but, um, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of disappointed to hear that. I would have thought that it, everybody would have jumped on this train just because it's The Rock. But I guess it's good that people are thinking for themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you know, like, you go to, like, the next time you go to, you know, you go to a liquor store, specifically a liquor store, but I'm sure the people that, that um, you know, at, at like a Ralph's um, or any grocery, any bigger grocery store that has a liquor license, um. Like just ask the person, just ask the person working there because they're probably one of the people that orders. Um, mm-hmm. Not that you, you don't have to ask them to order, but ask them if anyone else has requested whatever, whether it be a okay. vacation or you know teramana, whatever. Just to see, like if, and if they say no, then like it's just like they're not gonna yeah. have it ever. <laughs> like Because yeah. they're not gonna buy shit that no one's gonna buy, obviously. Right right
1: yeah i i'll do that cuz these guys, these stores have really helpful people and um i we were buying i was buying champagne to like bring in the new year with and stuff and uh, this guy who was like um working at the store or whatever he saw me pick up a bottle And then I put it down and I picked up another bottle and he saw me put that one down and he's like, you know, the one you had before was amazing. It just has a really shitty label. And I was like, dude, that's why I put it down. The label's awful. Mm -hmm. And we, we bought it. It turned out to be fantastic. So like there's these people in the stores out there, like they, they're going to know, they're going to know about the rocks tequila. I will guarantee that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
1: all right fantastic dude well that wraps up the uh the january unknown challenge and the first uh you know i guess like the first conversation that we are going to have for the year 2022 and uh yeah i didn't have anything else to add dude so if you didn't have anything do you want to lead us out of here
0: uh yeah will lead us out of here um for adam chemilewski this is matt pagel we are the occasionalists thanks for downloading us streaming us uh wherever you find your podcasts uh obviously apple uh apple podcasts spotify you can find us on podbean uh, Google Play, um, I'm sure there's probably some directories we're on that I don't even know about. Um, <laughs> check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash The Occasionalists. Um, and we're on Instagram at uh, The Occasionalist Podcast. You can find us there as well. Um, so once again, thank you, and we will see you next time.